Are you holding off on training your loan partners, your loan assistants, your team members and support staff on how to wow your clients? Are they getting that kind of training from you? You probably plan on training them if you get a few extra hours, but when does that happen realistically? And meanwhile, your team is doing the best they can with the information that they have. But you know, this kind of training really doesn't exist anywhere else. When you do the training, that means you're not as responsive as you want to be with your clients and you're not hitting your closing and income goals as a loan officer. So how much is it costing you to not have a team that's properly trained how to wow clients and referral partners so that they only want to work with you because of the great experience that they're getting? We teach them how to use efficient step-by-step processes and systems that work how to follow up so nothing falls through the cracks and loans close on time and even early, how to build wonderful relationships with clients, how to wow people so they go, man, that was an amazing experience. The members of his or her team are amazing. They're so on it. How to use scripts and dialogues for winning clients, setting expectations and communicating with clients so that you can prevent problems down the road how to handle difficult clients, how to make clients feel appreciated and valued, and how to handle and overcome objections. It might be time to ask for some help. That's why we're here. Loan Team Training has our next live WOW training coming up. We train your team for you so you can focus on closing loans. Check it out at LoanTeamTraining.com for our next class and see how many five-star reviews we have from past WOW training participants and their loan officers who sent them at LoanTeamTrainingReviews.com. Remember, it's an interactive virtual training with live trainers, and we train any of your support staff that is communicating with clients and referral partners. Our sessions are 9 to 11.30 Pacific time. Check us out and sign your loan partner or team member up at LoanTeamTraining.com. Hi, and welcome to the Loan Officer Team Training Podcast. I'm your host, Irene Duford, and I'm happy to have today with me a super special guest. She's a good friend of mine. Her name is Rachel Tarman, and she is the business development rep extraordinaire here in Scottsdale, Arizona at VIP Mortgage. Welcome, Rachel, to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Me too. We're going to have a great conversation today. I'm super excited. So tell us first how you got started in the mortgage business. Well, it's sort of an accident. I never thought I'd wanted to be in the mortgage world because as I tell most people, can barely do mental math. So trying to figure out a mortgage loan would be challenging for me. So I used to work in title and escrow. And one of our clients at the time is now my business partner. He is actually the one that brought me over to the mortgage side. And when I told him that I didn't want to be a loan officer, he said, what did that look like in your head then if you were to come over? And I said, if perfect world. If I could do what I do on the title side and do business development, go out, meet people, build relationships with agents, that's what I'd want to do on the mortgage side of things. So he gave me an opportunity and I'm so thankful. And we're going to be coming up on five years here in uh, September. Wow. That's awesome. What a great thing that you were able to create the job that you wanted instead of going into, you know, pigeonholed into something you didn't really want to do. 
Yeah, completely. And I mean, it was one of those things where it was super exciting, but at the same time, because it was kind of new, there were some mistakes that I made early on and just trying to figure out how do I navigate this position? How do I tell people that are in the industry what I'm doing and why I'm beneficial to the mortgage process? But looking back, it was the best thing I could have ever done. And now it's just continuing to blossom. And I'm excited to you know, see what what it brings next. Yeah. So like, tell me what you do on a daily basis. What are some of the activities that you do? For me, I'm a little different than a typical loan officer. I'm not sitting behind a desk all day. In fact, very rarely am I in the office. You caught me on a very rare day. Um, <laughs> most of the time I'm out and about. So my job is to go out and drive as much business to our branch as possible, figure out which of our agent partners are good fits for certain loan officers, because I do feed multiple loan officers here. And also, you know, doing all of the prospecting. So that can take a couple different forms. It involves obviously constant communication and follow-up with real estate agents or referral partnerships that we've built, going on meetings. So my mornings are pretty usually structured as far as like admin, calls, any social media type stuff. And then my afternoons, I stack my appointments with agents. And so I'm meeting with agents pretty much from after lunch until the end of the day. Okay. So you're pretty much spending a lot of time with agents. That's that's the number one part of your business, right? And I know you exactly. have great relationships with them. So tell us how important relationships are. We all know, but like, how has it made such a difference for you as a business development rep? I mean, relationships are everything. We're, we work in such an emotionally charged business. And even if the agents are pretty even keeled, sometimes their clients are a little bit all over the place because it is a stressful process and it's new for a lot of people. And with that comes emotion and different personalities. And so having a strong rapport with your agent make the, makes them feel like they're not on an island and that you're not just a bank and you're not just going to be a number that they dial if they need a cu- calculation. Like mm-hmm. I want to be all the way in and be a partner with my real estate agents because at the end of the day, if I'm helping them you know, learn to make more money, we're going to make more money on the loan side too. So it's so, so important. And how I qualify my agents as far as personality wise is if I left the industry today, would I still be friends with them? And if I say no, then they're not a good fit for me. I want to enjoy those relationships that I've built with them. And if there are calls on the weekend or at nights, which occasionally happen, it better be somebody that I want to answer the phone for. Yes. And I know you're really good about that with the relationships that you have. So what's your favorite part? I know it's hard to pick because you really love what you do, but what's your favorite part of being a business development rep? I think just seeing the wins, right? And seeing, you know, people get the keys to the homes and work with agents that they've been working with the same client for three years and they never thought this person was going to buy. And, you know, you get to share in that excitement with them, which I think is something that we overlook because we're so busy doing the work that we forget to reward ourselves for the results. But, you know, just the relationships, again, it goes back to all of that, the agents, the title people, the home inspectors, when you 
build relationships in a community, you're going to be able to compete at a higher level in the loan world. And so for me, going out and getting to make friends for a living is pretty cool. And I make it seem super easy, but there's a lot of follow-up and consistency that goes along with it, just like any relationship, right? If you're in a marriage, you can't just show up and like not do anything and expect it to work. Like it's it's hard work sometimes and there are conflicts and there are things that go wrong in the loan process and you get to be a sounding board for some of those people. But the tighter your relationships are, the easier those conversations are. Yeah, that's true. And how do you make sure that you're a good bridge to the loan officer when there is an issue? So do they come to you because they have such a great relationship with you, like you said, as a sounding board? And are you able to bridge that gap for them? Sometimes. I mean, I would say most of my agents know if it's client specific, they're going directly to the loan officer because I am not in the loan. I don't know what's going on. I don't know credit scores or down payments or anything like that. My job is to build a relationship with the agent. Now I will say because we have a high level of trust, sometimes they'll call and vent about something the client did or something, you know, yeah. and it's always stressful during, but the, we laugh about it later on. But I think setting the expectations with your agents too at the beginning is super important as a business development person to say, hey, if it's anything buyer or borrower related, it's going to go directly to Austin. He's going to be the one that can help you the quickest. Obviously, if you can't get a hold of him or there's something you need urgently, you're more than welcome to call me. But I'm really here to help you and take great care of your agent partner. Austin's going to take great care of your clients. Oh, that's great. I love that. What's one thing, Rachel, that you do every day that helps you set your day like a routine or a habit that you have that helps you set the day up for success? I mean, I think you always have to start with something positive, right? Like if you're going to wake up in the morning, you have to do something you love to do right off the bat because that sets the tone for the rest of your day. So for me, I wake up at five o'clock every morning and people are like, I can't believe you wake up that early because I knew I wasn't a morning person. So I was like, I'm going to wake up early. Same time I get my cup of coffee and I read. So I read for like 30 to 45 minutes and that's just my me time. And it allows myself to ease into the day. And then, you know, I can really start hitting it hard. Once, once I get my Rachel time, my coffee kicks in, I'm a human again. (laughs) So for me, that's very routine. And then, you know, obviously just being consistent, making your bed, simple things like that, have those small wins early on in the day, because it's a lot easier to tackle the day if you're like, I've gotten things done already. Yeah, that's a great idea. Do you do you listen to any self talk or Anything really positive in the morning that's intentional? As far as like listening to stuff, no, but it's always kind of reminding myself of the things that like I get to do, right? So Mm -hmm. I was just having this conversation with my personal trainer who I've been hitting it hard with. And a lot of our sessions are in the morning. And I said, you know, the other day I wasn't really looking forward to coming here. I was like, I have to go to the gym. And then I said, I thought about it for a little bit. And it was like, I get to go to the gym. And I think positive, you know, mindset, it's, it sounds a little woo sometimes, but you have to have that, right? Because there's so many people that would kill to go to the gym and can't go to the gym for whatever reason. I mean, I went through a car accident last year. I couldn't work out last year and it sucked. Like I wanted to get up and do it and I couldn't. So I think changing the way we think about things instead of seeing the negative, which is very easy to do in the current you know world that we live in. Yes. think about the words that you're telling yourself, that's going to come across on your professional life as well. I agree. hundred percent. You know me, I'm a big advocate of what you, you are. say to yourself. 
and making sure that we are saying the right things intentionally, it's really important. Absolutely. I, I like to listen to affirmations in the morning. I like okay. to listen to them first thing because it helps me set my mindset in the right way. And I can tell the difference when I don't do it. As many years as I've been doing it and how automatic it is most of the time, I still slip. Everyone does. My kids sure. remind me when I slip. <laughs> the other day, my daughter said, is that the queen of self-talk talking right now? She You're kind like, of uh, she's made me aware. <laughs> But it's so true. I mean, we're such an instant gratification world, right? Like we want everything now and we want things to be perfect. That's why all the Amazons and Airbnbs and Turo and all those things have happened because we can get everything at the click of a button. And sometimes we have to slow down. And I think too, like spend some time with yourself. Like the other day I had a really, really long day. I got home, you know, I was ready for bed and I was sitting in my bed and my dogs were there. And I was like, there's just something nice about this calm. Yes. And I was like, instead of trying to fill it with podcasts or books or TV or whatever it may be, mm-hmm. sometimes it's nice to just sit. Yes. And be present. Yes. Especially when you're out with people all day. You're in a yes. people saturated world all day long. You're, really? But it's a beautiful thing, right? You love doing it, but you do have to have time for yourself because if yeah. you don't take that time, you'll get burned out. Absolutely. You, yeah. I mean, that's any any profession in the loan world. Like we're constantly going 100 miles an hour, whether yes. you're a processor, a loan officer, you know, BDR, you have to let yourself recharge because if you're not recharged, you're not going to be able to provide a, your quality of work at a high level. That's so true. And some people, and I've been guilty of this myself, is you push yourself and push yourself and push yourself yep. until like, I remember when I was original, when I first started originating loans the first few years, which was many moons ago, I would get to my desk and I would work, 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 work through lunch, work through everything and not take a break, not even get up and move around, just take yep. care of clients all day long and then go out and see agents. And it was too much. You can, you can mm-hmm. only do so much and people fuel only lasts so long. Yep. And so one of the things that I've started doing and I recommend to everybody that I coach and talk to and train is get up and move around once in a while, especially those that are sitting at their desk. Now, in your job, you are moving around because you're visiting with someone, then you go to the next one and the next one, but you're still needing that recharge time. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you do that like in the car on your way to the next one? Do you kind of try to, what's your routine for that? So not on the way to the next one, because I like to stack my appointments. So I'm usually not leaving one place, but I do love my car time. And usually I'm listening to some sort of podcast or some upbeat music. Like I find upbeat music really helps me if I met with someone that took a lot of energy from me, kind of like allows me to recharge. But it, I mean, it's true. And we laugh because I go to events all the time. And so sometimes I don't get home till nine, 10 at night by choice. And like, we'll get to a certain event to like, a, I did one to one last night and I was like having a great time. And then all of a sudden it just hit me and uh-huh. my friend, she goes, it just hit you, didn't it? And I was like, uh-huh. She goes, go home. Like <laughs> you had a great time. It's time for you to go home. But like knowing to set boundaries for yourself and saying like, I could have stayed there until 10 o'clock last night, but instead going home at eight and eating healthy dinner and spending some time in my house, like that was going to be more beneficial than for me to try to push through another couple hours. Yeah. It's a big, big thing. That routine and getting used to doing that. It's, it's self-care, right? 
Yeah. I know that's a buzzword, self-care, but so many women need to make themselves a priority because we don't yeah. automatically, right. not everybody, but a lot of women, we're nurturers. We used to take care of people. There's a lot of men that are nurturers as well mm-hmm. and that need to have self-care, but we don't want to burn out. That's the biggest well, and I thing. I think a lot of us have FOMO. Like we're afraid to miss out on something. Yes. So say yes to everything. And especially here in Phoenix, like there were nights in March that I had like four events and I went to all of them. And wow. it was like, instead of doing that, I need to step back and prioritize like, what's the most important? Where am I going to make a most impact in my business by attending this event? Uh-huh. And it's okay to set boundaries with your agent. It's okay to set boundaries with yourself. You know, it's important because we will get burned out and it it's not fun because it's hard to recover from that. It is. And you're such a giver. That's That's why people relate so well to you because you're great at relationship building. I mean, we had a connection the minute we met, right? And you're great at that. You're great at building, but you're also great at giving of yourself, of your time. And it can be too much sometimes if we're not careful. And you know, if you have four things, you you go to one now, and the next time you have four things, you go to the other one, right? And then you go to the other one, you can kind of rotate a little bit about what you can do, but it's a, it is FOMO. It's fear of missing out. You don't totally- Yeah. You don't want to miss out and you don't want to disappoint your relationships either. Mm -hmm. You don't want to disappoint the people that you work with that send you business, that take care of you, that you take care of. You know, sometimes that happens too, but it's just a matter of setting the priority for that particular day. That doesn't mean that one person is more of a priority than the other. It just means at that moment in time, what you can handle is what you can handle. Well, and I think too, you know, it goes back to having those strong relationships I can say to an agent, hey, listen, I'm not going to make it tonight. I'm so sorry. This is not a reflection of how I feel about you, but I just overcommitted myself. And, you know, they'll understand that. Yes. And I I saw it a lot last year when I was kind of down and out with the car accident. I wasn't able to go to a lot of things because physically my body was not going to let it happen. I was really thankful to have the strong relationships I had with the agents because they understood and they're like, give yourself some grace. You're so tough on yourself. And while I think it's important to have expectations of yourself to perform at a certain level, you also have to listen to your body and your brain and make sure that you're good to go. Yes, I agree. I remember last year when you had your accident, I didn't know about the accident right away. And you, I just, I have to tell this story. You know what story I'm going to tell about the, about the Dodger ball, right? I'm a big Dodgers fan, as most people know that listen to this podcast, because I've talked about them before Mm -hmm. and stuff, but I grew up in Los Angeles. And even though I live in Arizona, I'm still a Dodgers fan. And so when you have a really good friend that was playing on the Dodgers last year. yeah, And so when I took my granddaughter and my son, and they took me actually to the game. We had really great seats, but she wanted to go down and talk to the players afterwards. She's a huge Dodger fan. I think she has blue running through her veins like her dad. Yeah. And so it was so disappointing. And she was sad because she didn't get to do that because the person, the security person stopped her. So when you heard that, you did something about it. You sent, you had Hanser send a video right from the car on the way to dinner. And you just did all these amazing things and you got a ball and you had it signed by all the Dodgers and you brought it to me and you met with me. And it was in the, I think it was in the middle of the summer. It was super hot. Yeah. And you, Barnes and Noble. And I, in Barnes and Noble, exactly. Yeah. You met me there in Chandler and you didn't eat. I didn't even know that you had been in this 
car accident. And here you were doing all of this stuff for me and for my family. Because of course, that's the key to relationships is to know what matters to the person that you're talking to. And yeah. for me, what mattered is my family. You know, the yeah. fact that not not just a, the Dodgers because of me, but it was because of my son, my daughter-in-law and my granddaughter. And so you you had the ball. Not only did you bring the ball, but you put it in a beautiful case and it was signed <laughs> by all the Dodgers. My granddaughter was in tears when she saw it. And I think my son was pretty much <laughs> so happy too, because, you know, a kid at heart with the Dodgers. But what I wanted to let all the listeners know about that story is that you knew what mattered to me. Yeah. And I was in tears after I found out, even before, but after, especially when I knew what you had been going through and you had this terrible headache and yet in the heat you had driven and met me, I could have picked it up at your office or your house, but you didn't say anything. You just went ahead and did it. And as much as I appreciate it, of course, I would rather have you take care of yourself, but that's what a relationship does. As soon as I heard, what did I say to you? I said, oh my gosh, I would have yeah. you know, come to you. But that's the kind of person that you are. And that's what makes you so successful, Rachel, is that you will go out of your way for people that you care about. And you have a gift. And it's, I hesitate talking about gifts in this way. Let me explain what I mean. Anybody can have a gift, a natural gift. It's what you do with that gift that makes you successful. And not everybody that has a gift becomes successful at that gift. One day, my husband was saying to me a lot of years ago, he said, you know, it's it's easy for you, Irene. You're just naturally positive. And I looked at him and I said, I'd had a hard day. And I said, no, I am not naturally positive. This is work. I have worked at this skill to become positive, to to make myself think positively, to work. It takes work. But a lot of people look at it. They say, oh, she's so good at relationships. It's a gift. No doubt you have a gift for that. But you have a skill also, not just a gift. You have a skill that you've worked really hard at. You've read books. You've listened to tapes, Audible. You've watched all kinds of things. You've gotten coaching. You've gotten all kinds of things to become as successful as you are. And that is what a gift can do if you put the work behind it. So I'm just so impressed with you. I've been impressed with you from the minute I met you and you've helped so many people because not only are you giving to your agents, but you also give to other loan officers and you help them in the things that they do. And so I want to talk a little bit about your business development training. So you have a training course. It's a live course yes. and it I've no lots and lots of people that have taken it and raved about it. And so tell us what the business development course is and who it's for. Yeah, for sure. So my coach, Mary and I, she loves to push me outside my comfort zone. And she's like, you know, you're kind of like the first BDR person that has like really grown traction wise, and you should really teach other people. And honestly, I was super excited when she mentioned that, because for me, that wasn't a thought in my head right? Like I was just like, I'm going to keep doing my business development stuff, but I'm a teacher by trade. Like that's what my master's degree is in. And I love teaching. And so Uh for me, it's just as fulfilling to teach 
BDR people too. So we created this um, five week boot camp. It's uh, once a week for an hour and a half. It's live because I like the interaction. I think it's important that people are able to ask questions and correspond with other BDRs across the US. It's all recorded. All the participants get the copy of the recordings, the PowerPoints, the templates that I use. They're all in editable format. And really the whole goal of the boot camp is to get someone to ramp up quicker than I did my first year because I did have all those learning curves. And I really didn't have anyone to turn to, to say, Hey, what, what would you do in this situation? Mm-hmm. Um, and so we, I created the class and it's been all, actually almost a year now since uh, the wow. first one launched. And it's been so much fun because selfishly, I learned things from the BDRs just as much as they learned from me. And we have a closed Facebook group. So if you go through the BDR boot camp, I call it, then you get put into the Facebook group and you're always there to have other resources across the US to say, hey, I ran into an agent, this is what they say, how would you respond? And so it's built built like a BDR community. And I'm excited because I, I wish someone would have been able to help me. But now if I can help other people gain traction faster and help loan officers too, by not yes. having to train their BDRs and try to figure out what does this look like as a BDR when I'm a loan officer, and that's not really my role. That's the whole goal of the class. Yeah. Do you have loan officers attend sometimes like newer loan officers or any loan officer, not newer, but anyone that just wants to get that part of it down? Because of course, loan officers do have to get business and then they also have to do the loan if they don't have a team yet. But tell us about the, have you had loan officers in it? I have. And so the cost of the class includes both the loan officer and the BDR. Um, And so some of the, you know, it's cool to see the team dynamics first and foremost. So I have some loan officers in that regard, which is awesome. But I've also had loan officers who are looking to build their business because it's super hyper relationship building, sales focus, how to ask for business without sounding like a used car salesman. And it's, it's awesome awesome, right? Like just like uh, myself, I pick up tips and tricks and things that I'm like, oh, I need to sharpen up on that when uh-huh. someone brings it up. So yeah, it's it's open to anyone. You don't have to be BDR specific, but the majority of the people in the class are newer BDRs or BDRs that maybe have hit a plateau. Uh-huh. Well, that's great. I love how many people you've helped through that class. It's, Thank you. It's really been helpful. And you share openly with anyone that wants the information, which I love. Yeah. But um, that class is so good. So how do they find you? And we'll put it in the show notes also, but how do they find it? Yeah, for sure. Um, you can either email me bdrbootcamp at gmail.com or go to trainmybdr.com and fill out the form. And then uh, we'll send you some information on on the upcoming classes. And then also we can add you to a newsletter that shares tips, scripting, um, anything BDR related that has come up or you know even hiring practices. So if you don't have a BDR and you're looking to, to have one, that's another thing that we'll put in like the newsletter as well. Great. Okay. So when you started this, Rachel, I'm going to talk about fear a little bit. It's a topic that a lot of people don't like talking about, but I know you're open. Yeah. Did you have a little bit of fear when you started to put this together? Or when, well, you I know you had fear when you first started in yeah. the BDR role, but tell us about how you've worked through some fear. Having good mentors is very, really like super important. You know, having the coaching from Freedom Club and just some great mentors that have helped me along the way to say, hey, you should try this. And you've been a wonderful mentor to me because you figured out some of the class stuff that I was like, I read help. So, you know, having good mentors to ask those questions and to help 
realize like this isn't a big deal or this is a big deal. Make sure you focus on this. Just some outside the box perspective, because I think we get in our own heads sometimes. And I think too, having clear cut plan. So writing down what you want to do and working backwards, like what's your end goal and how do we break that down? And this can be used in, you know, loan officer BDR, write your goal, but then what does that look like on a monthly basis, on a weekly basis, on a daily basis? How are you going to be productive? Because a lot of us just kind of run and we have no idea where we're running to or how long we're going to be running for. And I don't know about you, but I hate running. So (laughs) I do too. It's not not an experience that I like to do, but I think it's, it's really important to have the right people around you that encourage you to be the best version of yourself, but also be strategic, right? Like don't have a busy day. That's not productive. Yes, absolutely. We were joking uh, before we started on the, on the podcast today about I told you I have a checklist for podcasts. You know, when I'm ready to do the podcast, I go down the checklist to make sure my notifications are off and all of this different stuff. And you laughed. What did you say to me? I said, of course you do. (laughs) She's the queen of checklists. Yeah. And it's so important because it's so easy to forget things if you don't have a checklist. And that's one of the things that we teach in our training classes is have a checklist and follow that checklist, do things in the sweat way, the same way every time. And that's what it stands for. And so in our training as well, we have the wow training that teaches people how to communicate, how to work as a loan partner. And you know, it's for other people as well, just like your class is. It's not just for loan partners. It's also for processors, anyone who's client facing. And the same thing with um, our client conversion training classes, we have different ones. But one of the ones that is newer that really has been fun is the loan assistant mortgage training boot camp. That one has been really fun because people are learning the mortgage business. We need fresh blood, so to speak, in the mortgage business. You know, what do they say the the average age of loan originators is older. So we need newer people to come in, right. not necessarily younger, but young is good, right? We started younger. I just think it's a really good thing for them. So even if it's a loan officer, they can come to it. But what I love is checklists. I do. I love them because it makes it so easy to remember what to do. Like you said, be strategic, have a plan. I just think that's really, really important. I think it's really important too, like, especially in the current market, I've seen some thinking on the loan officer side saying, well, do I really want to spend money putting my team through training, whether it be BDR, loan officer assistant, process, or whatever it may be? And the answer is yes. Like when times are hard, that's exactly when you double down on your coaching, your training for yourself first and foremost, but also for your team. Because if you pay, you know, a couple grand to do a training, but that results in, you know, 50 extra closed loans a year. That's awesome. It like is. make sure you're only as good as your your weakest link. And so if you see some discrepancy there and you're like, oh, I'll just do it. That's not effective. And mm-hmm. so, you know, Irene's training is absolutely incredible. You should definitely go to it. Like your people are everything to your business and make yeah. sure that you invest in them and that you're not taking the easy way out because times are tough right now. I think it goes back to Irene's whole philosophy of positive mindset, right? You can either complain about the market or you can do something about it and script in a way that you're going to gain more business. That's what's going to separate you from the loan officer down the street. Be 
you have a loan partner who does the loan consultations, structures the loan and converts the buyer to work with you? Or maybe you have a loan partner or a team member that you would like to move into that position so that you can be freed up to go get even more loans. How about a newer loan officer who could benefit from some training in how to convert buyers to work with them? Our client conversion training is very specific to this role. It will help them convert even more clients to work with you and your team. We help you to be seen as a trusted advisor. We cover every aspect of converting clients to work with you. They're going to learn emotional intelligence, what it is and how to utilize it. They'll discover the key to a success mindset. Yep, we go deep on this one. How to build rapport right from the first conversation. How to ask the right questions. How to answer objections. Specific dialogues and strategies to overcome rate shoppers. They're going to practice live with other class members. And they're going to also learn how to ask for and receive referrals. How to master the loan consultation with loan strategies that help the buyer make great decisions for their future. Client conversion training will set your team apart when they implement the training that they're going to receive in our class. Our next client conversion training starts Thursday, April 20th, 2023. It's a virtual interactive class on Zoom with live trainers and your team members can attend from wherever they are as long as they have audio and video. Everyone participates. It's a 10 hour live class divided into two and a half hour sessions from 9 to 11.30 on Thursday and Friday for two weeks in a row. Sign up your loan partner today at LoanTeamTraining.com. You'll find the class on the Client Conversion Training tab. The first time somebody implements something from either your class or mine, they're going to make that over. Yeah. And then on top of that, every time they do something that's implemented from what they learned in the training, they're going to make more money. Right. And so it becomes so much better as time goes on because they keep implementing. We have people that have sent, you know, I had on our last WOW training class, we had six from one team, one huge that. team. And it was so awesome to have them all in there interacting with each other and talking. But you're right. Investing in ourselves and investing in our business is really important. You and I invest in our business. We get yeah. we get all kinds of things, coaching and and different things that we do with our business as well. And it Barnes makes us money, doesn't yeah, it? Barnes and Noble loves my credit card. <laughs> <laughs> they do. I'm sure but they do. Oh, here comes like, Rachel. <laughs> that's something no one can ever take away from you is the knowledge that you learn and how to implement it. Absolutely. And so if you have the the knowledge and the systems and processes in place, you're going to be golden. But you yes. have to make sure your team is bought into what you're looking to do and that they're doing it at a high level. Because I, I don't want to see people try to train, you know, not that they couldn't, but is that the best use of your time is to try to train and onboard somebody when you're doing a completely different role? Yes. And most of the time, I think it, it's not effective. Mm-hmm. I agree. Now, I know you're a big reader. So tell yeah. me, what is one of uh, your favorite books or a book that you would recommend? I know there's a million of them that I know, you could I recommend. I know, I question because there's so many. <laughs> Maybe um, one recently or something that taught you when you were young. This is not a recent one, but Never Eat Alone by Keith Ferrazzi is one of my favorite books of all time. And I think it's it's gold. Like it just yes. teaches you how to build relationships and really go above and beyond for people. But I would say also to get a good life perspective, the last lecture by Randy Pausch is incredible. And if you're not a reader and you're like, I want to listen to it, just type his name into YouTube. It's like an hour long. Watch it. It's a game changer. Okay. So we sit and complain about a lot of stuff. 
And then you hear him speak and you're like, okay, I have nothing to complain about. I need to like put my pants on and let's go. Let's go. Yes. Oh my goodness. You know, we look at successful people like yourself and say, oh, she doesn't have any problems. You know, she's, it's easy for her. You talked about your accident last year, and I'm sure you've been through a lot of other things, but it's what we do with that that matters, right? We all have times where we get knocked down, yeah. where somebody says something or things don't work out the way we thought they were going to work out or something happens, but it's what we do with that that matters. Right. And and books and not listening to the news, that's one of my biggest pieces of advice, to not listen to the news you have to know what's going on. You can get bits and pieces of it, but you don't have to get saturated with it. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree with you. And I think a lot of us see what people post on social media mm-hmm. and it's always in a positive light, right? Like I'm not going to post me in the fetal position with a migraine with all the lights off, but I am going to post that, you know, I had a big win, but I mean, I have struggles just like everybody else. And it took a lot of hard work and it's still, there's still a lot of things I haven't done yet that I want to do. And so don't compare yourself. Like yes. set, set some milestones. And I think too, like celebrate the small wins, like with the accident, with all the migraines that I had, you know, you just have to look at it like, Hey, I can open my eyes today. That's, that's a step in the right direction. My migraine's not away, but I can open my eyes today, which was a big feat for me or like turn it into something fun. When I had the foot surgery from the accident, I did a whole photo shoot with my boot on and it said, get a lender that would break a leg or a foot for you. Like, (laughs) I love that. We're putting my best foot forward. Like I was in a lot of pain, but I made it look like I was living my best life. So, you know, take what life gives you and turn it into something fun or something productive. Yes. Um, Because you can wallow all day long and eat bonbons. And yeah, that's fun for maybe a day or two. But after a while, it completely cripples your mind. Yes. And it isn't a matter of trying to look really good for everybody. That isn't what it is. A lot of people don't like that about social media. All you ever see is the good. Well, nobody wants to see the bad, right? But not only that, you're not doing it so you can look good. You're doing it to uplift other people, to make, to have fun with it, to to see a situation. And I mean, when they saw you with your boot on, when we saw you, we could tell that you were in pain. We could tell you'd had surgery and all of that, but we knew that by looking at the boot, but what you did with it made it fun and it made people laugh and smile. And that was the point of it. You have to be authentic. And that's something that I think we overthink in the industry too, especially with a lot of the agents I work with. They're like, oh, it has to be perfect. And I have to have great hair and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, just post a picture with you with no makeup and like hanging out with your dogs. That's going to get more interaction a hundred times more than you looking absolutely airbrushed and filtered. And it does, doesn't it? It gets more interaction. Oh yeah. My dogs are way more cool than I am. And they have way more fans (laughs) than, than I would ever that's funny. And it gets, it helps people get to know you too. What's important yep. to you yep, and what you enjoy doing. Cause you have to be real. Mm-hmm. If you're out there always looking, you know, made up and beautiful and all this stuff and, and just always looking your best, people don't really get to know who that is. Well, and you want- we, we're not looking our best every time we go out. No. And you want to have people that are similar to you. So like most of my agents, they're dog lovers. In fact, I was just emailing with the podcast guest that I'm going to be interviewing on Monday. And I said, can you send me a bio? And so she's like, oh yeah. And like, I live with my husband and and our dog Wyatt. And I was like, can you please 
uh, email me back and send me a picture of Wyatt. Cause I really want to see what he looks like. Like that's <laughs> just how it is. Like I'm not trying to sales pitch her or anything. I just am like, I want to see what that is because I like dogs. Yes. And you do yep. too. Yep. For sure. Tell us about your podcast. I'm glad you mentioned it. Cause I almost forgot to ask you about it. Tell us about it. what's the name and, and sure. what do you do on it? So it's called the real tea with Rachel real and then tea so like gossip and also a play on words for realty uh-huh. um, <laughs> and i interview top producing real estate agents across the us with hopes of them sharing something that agents who are listening can take away whether they're new agents or agents looking to expand their business and everyone is so different and they're so willing to share it's been such a fun experience and when i started i was like i don't know what this is going to turn into but I am big on education. And so I wanted a podcast that reflected that. We don't talk anything about loans. You know, occasionally they'll mention that I they work with me for the ones that do. But it's great because you get to know how they got into the business, what they struggle with, you know, how do they handle market shifts and marketing and how do you make it your own? And it's super cool because it, some of these agents are so brilliant and they think of these ideas. And from a lender standpoint, we can do those ideas. We just shift Absolutely. the audience a little bit, right? And yes. so I'm picking up ideas, but I'm also building relationships with these people. And we're spending time talking about, you know, how they've grown. And I want it to be a national podcast so that they can refer business to one another too. That's so for me, idea. it's all about building community. That's the whole goal of the podcast. And it's been so much fun. I'm up for best podcast in the valley right now which yes is i cool. saw that that's so, so awesome yeah i'm really really excited but i've gotten to meet so many incredible people who have growth mindset and just really want to be the best and elevate our industry from all aspects not just real estate but title and you know mortgage and i think if you give people a platform for change they can they can do that and so it's been it's been my baby and it's a lot of hard work but i absolutely love doing it. And you're doing a great job too. And I'm so excited that you started a podcast. Oh, thanks. I was able to go to your podcast. Your and Thank you. What, yeah, it was fun. We went and you had tons of people there and it was so obvious that you were going to do really well. And I'm so proud of you. You've done a great job with the podcast. So what I love about podcasts and listening to them is you can take what they're saying and tweak it to your own business. Yeah. So even though it's a podcast where you're talking to agents, any mm-hmm. business could listen to that podcast. Same thing with mine. I try to bring in things that are not just for loan officers, but they could take those success stories or those habits or a book recommendation, or I try to bring in people once in a while that don't have anything to do with loans right. because I want to offer that. To me, I've always wanted to do one where I was giving value to people, not just loan officers, obviously loan officers are my audience, but also just people in general, things that they could do to improve their lives. Cause that's what I'm all about is making a difference and for people and seeing their results, you know, seeing them have that shift in their mindset is so fun. It's so cool. And you've, you've impacted more people than you even know. And I, I think the most rewarding thing is seeing someone that really excels like yes. and the ones that are like, Rachel, I want to be better than you. And I was like, I cannot wait until you're, you're doing yes. bigger numbers than I do. That would, that, that would be the best case scenario, right? Yeah. Like, because we want to leave somebody else with the advice that we never got and the exactly. mentorship we never had. And so I love seeing people win. 
Mm-hmm. Like that truly fuels me. I'm very people centric, but I want to see people win, whether that be personally, professionally, you know, financially, however you qualify that. But I think we're only as good as the the feelings that we've left in other people. Yes, I agree. And being passionate about teaching and training for both of us, it's because and and relationships. It's because yeah. we didn't have anybody to go to for that, right? When I started in the business in 1997 in the mortgage business, I had nobody to go to. I couldn't even knew uh-huh. I didn't even know what a good faith estimate was or how to fill it out or anything. What I would have given, I would have paid a lot of money to have training, but there was no training available. And so that's one of the reasons yeah. why I started coaching. And it's one of the reasons why we train. And that's, I know that's been your motivation as well. You're a, a teacher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and, and I so. think too, like, let's be really honest. When you go and get your loan officer license or your real estate license, they're like, good luck. Here's the proof that you passed. And you're like, I have no idea what I'm doing. Exactly. Um, you know, I'm lucky because I don't have to do loans. So everything I passed on, I don't really need to know. But, um, <laughs> you know, nobody ever taught people that get their license, like, okay, here's all of the information that you need to do your job. But how do you get clients? How do you yes. make phone ring? Like, and that's why it's important to invest in coaching and training, because yeah, you can figure it out. But the learning curve and the ramp up time is going to be so much shorter if you have someone that's guiding you and saying, hey, you should try this or you should do this. Yeah. Boy, that's so true. So what words of encouragement do you have for loan officers and other business owners in the current times that we're in? People first. Like if you take care of the people and you're consistent and you build those relationships and don't just look for, hey, send me your next loan and be salesy you will have the the business, but you have to show people that you care about them. And it's not hard guys, like pick up the call, the phone and call them and tell them like what you love about them and be genuine. Like don't make something up. People, processes, if you don't have your systems in place and you're just like, I'm just going to call random people today. It's not the best use of your time. And then consistency, right? Like do what you say you're going to do and follow up consistently. And if you can do those three things, you'll be a top producer in no time. There's not a lot of discipline in our industry because of the freedom we have. And yes. so the more discipline you can put in place, whether it be you know from Freedom Club or you, you have a coach individually, whatever it may be, you're going to excel. Yeah, I agree. It's a That's a huge piece of advice. And then making sure that you do it when you don't feel like doing it. Oh, those are the best times to do it. You know, all the events that I'm like, I don't want to go to this event tonight. Like I'm just Uh feeling lazy. That's when the best things happen. Yes. And then you go there and you have a great time, right? Yeah. Always. I hear that over and over as I'm coaching people is I didn't want to make the calls and look what happened during the calls. I had the best time. I wish I'd have done it years ago, but at least they're doing it now. And that's what matters. So it's just, it's just all about building relationships. And I'm so grateful for you, Rachel. I'm grateful that we've become good friends. I'm grateful that we're traveling buddies to different things that we do. And I just appreciate you so much. And thanks for taking the time to be here today. Well, thank you for having me. You're an absolute mentor to me, whether you know that or not. And I can't thank you enough for your time and uh, friendship. And I just love your family. So selfishly, you know, I got to hang out with your family because of uh, the whole (laughs) Dodger situation and they are uh, incredible. So thank you. you. Just amazing. I can't wait to see what you continue to do. Thank you so much. Well, 
Thank you for being here today and listening to our show. We really appreciate you being here. And if you got value from it, can you do me a favor? Can you do a five-star review and leave some words on there about what you got out of today's podcast? I know Rachel brought a lot of really good things today, and I would really appreciate that. It helps us to get more seen with on in the podcast world, and uh, that's what we need because we're still a new podcast, and I just appreciate you doing that so much. And if you have need of training, go to LoneTeamTraining.com, and we will be happy to take great care of you in the training. So have a wonderful day. And thanks again, Rachel, for being here. Thank you. partner who does the loan consultations, structures the loan and converts the buyer to work with you? Or maybe you have a loan partner or a team member that you would like to move into that position so that you can be freed up to go get even more loans. How about a newer loan officer who could benefit from some training and how to convert buyers to work with them? Our client conversion training is very specific to this role. It will help them convert even more clients to work with you and your team. We help you to be seen as a trusted advisor. We cover every aspect of converting clients to work with you. They're going to learn emotional intelligence, what it is and how to utilize it. They'll discover the key to a success mindset. Yep, we go deep on this one. How to build rapport right from the first conversation. How to ask the right questions. How to answer objections. Specific dialogues and strategies to overcome rate shoppers. They're going to practice live with other class members. And they're going to also learn how to ask for and receive referrals. How to master the loan consultation with loan strategies that help the buyer make great decisions for their future. Client conversion training will set your team apart when they implement the training that they're going to receive in our class. It's a virtual interactive class on Zoom with live trainers and your team members can attend from wherever they are as long as they have audio and video. Everyone participates. It's a 10-hour live class divided into two and a half hour sessions from 9 to 11.30 on Thursday and Friday for two weeks in a row. Sign up your loan partner today at LoanTeamTraining.com. You'll find the class on the Client Conversion Training tab.